Hey guys, and welcome to the Martial Arts Podcast. This podcast is looking for sponsors, so let me know if you'd like to advertise your program, your gear, your event, or whatever else here. Please shoot me a message via email at adam.bockler.com or through the Martial Arts Podcast's Facebook page. and welcome to episode 7 of the Martial Arts Podcast. This podcast takes a look at the stories and lives of the people involved in the world of martial arts. I am your host. My name is Adam Bockler. I'm a marketer. I'm an author. I'm a guy who eats nuggets while recording a podcast. But most importantly, I am a martial artist. This month's guests are the Karate Kung Fu Connection of Eddie Parker and Michael Brand along with Corey Fu. And we're all eating pizza. More on that in a bit. Before we go any further, this is a podcast supported by martial artists just like you, so rate, download, subscribe on iTunes or at adambockler.com. You can like the Martial Arts Podcast on Facebook. Let me know how I'm doing. Ask me questions I can answer on the next show, or let me know if you have any great ideas for who you'd like to hear on the Martial Arts Podcast. So just a little bit about what I've been doing before I get into the actual interview here. Uh, I've been doing some research lately on Chinese martial arts. And I probably should be using that time to study up on my karate stuff, since I'd like to test for my next promotion, uh, probably in the summertime. But I've made a commitment to YMAA to help review some of their products, so I thought I'd talk about a few of them here. Uh, I read a book about Tai Chi Ball Qigong from Dr. Yang Jing Ming, and I learned uh, a little bit more about general Qigong theory, Qigong training, and the theory of Tai Chi Ball Qigong. I'll be honest, though, I don't have a Tai Chi ball, so that made it a little hard for me to keep reading the book, Uh, but the bulk of the book is Tai Chi ball Qigong techniques, which is pretty cool. So if you guys have a Tai Chi ball, you can do some Tai Chi ball Qigong techniques with this book. It's like a tongue twister almost. But hey, speaking of Qigong, I watched a DVD on Meridian Qigong from Dr. Yang, and it consists of exercises that you can do from your bed in the morning to improve your Qi flow. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but I do my workouts at night, so when I get up in the morning, I shower, I eat, and I head right out the door to work. The last thing I really want to do in the morning, uh, especially during the week, is wake up early to work out. Uh, Dr. Yang countered my thought about this by saying you can do just a few of these exercises as long as you cap it with the required exercises at the beginning and the end of your routine. But anyway, thanks to YMAA for sending me Dr. Yang's books and DVDs so that I can review them. Uh, You can check out all my reviews at adambockler.com or metamoramartialarts.com. In other news, congratulations to a friend of the podcast and a friend of mine, last month's guest, uh, Sensei Matt Schell. Jim Price, who is Mr. Schell's instructor, surprised him with a promotion to third-degree black belt at the Christmas party that Mr. Schell had for his program. So just wanted to say congratulations, Mr. Schell. Finally, let's talk about this month's podcast with the Karate Kung Fu Connection. I actually didn't come up with this name. This is an Ed Parker name, uh, but I love it so much that I want to keep using it. Uh, It feels like it would be a bad, highly stereotypical wrestling tag team. Uh, I don't know where to go with that. But uh, anyway, welcome back, Eddie Parker, to the program. And uh, welcome to first-time guests Corey Fu and Michael Brand. I've known Corey for as long as I've known Sifu Parker because he usually helps him out. Uh, when he does demos and seminars around the central Illinois area. And uh, Michael Brand and I were actually in the same banquet hall at the 2014 USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame. But I don't think I was actually introduced to him until back in August when I was at a seminar that uh, Eddie Parker put on 
or actually his his uncle and grandmaster Dexter Parker put on as a St. Jude benefit. Uh, you can go back and listen to one of the previous episodes of the podcast if you'd like to hear more from Dexter Parker. But it was a blast hanging out with Sifu Parker and Corey again, and so much fun getting to know Sensei Bran. Uh, it's the most fun podcast I've done thus far because I got to eat cheese nuggets while I was doing it. Uh, so a note to any future guests, uh, let's please eat cheese nuggets, uh, and the podcast will go even better. Uh, but anyway, uh, each of the instructors taught some cool moves at the seminar, and I was able to move some of these, or I was able to bring some of these moves back and incorporate them into my own training. They plan to host another one. I don't know when that's going to be. I might be teaching at that one too. I would love to. I would love to be part of the karate part of the Karate Kung Fu Connection. Uh, so check my Facebook page or be on the lookout here for future updates for that. Where are we at today? All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the honor of saying that since I'm the talker of the crew. My name is Sifu Ed Parker, and I'm a visitor. Well, I can't even say that. I'm a family member of Brand's martial arts. Michael Brand, Sensei Brand, is a fifth-degree black belt in some form of karate. I'll let y'all tell him tell y'all that, because if I mess it up, he's going to probably chop me in my <laughs> neck. In uh, <laughs> karate. There you go. He said it. Kind of like on, uh, what's it called? <laughs> <What's your party? laughs> I got one of my lead students here with me. His name Corey Fu. Give it up, Corey Fu. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got a nugget in my mouth, though, so I can't really cheer. <laughs> I got a nugget in my mouth. <laughs> Can I say that? I don't even know. <laughs> Midget Kung Fu, baby. Yeah, he decided to do this interview right as the pizza guy here. So right, right, yeah. right. Bear with us with the chewing and the... Right, definitely. So, yeah, we came here, um, uh, and it's a super honor to come up here and do a fundraiser kicking for Christmas for the kids in Furberry. I don't know how fair the berries is around here, but they've been cool with me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Not a cornfield, though. There's a lot of cornfields. Corn don't blink. We got cornfield, uh, nine churches, two bars, and a karate school. Yeah. yeah. And guess what? <laughs> You'll never go hungry with all the corn they got. <laughs> <laughs> Popcorn, baby, for days. When it get hot around here, it's like the 4th of July. That ain't sweet corn, though, is it? That's cattle corn, ain't it? Uh, so most of it is, yeah. Yeah, feeding uh-huh. them cows. Getting them, them, them cows real big so they bring home the bacon. There you go. Wait so, a yeah. Uh, bacon with a cow? Okay. It's <laughs> yeah. Canadian bacon right there. there you go. <laughs> that's what it is. It's favorite bacon. Yeah. That's beef bacon. There you go. You never had beef bacon? I never mm-hmm. had beef bacon. Sounds like it'd be awesome though. It's, yeah. it's chewy. It's thick too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 You're going to never get to this <laughs> Just delete, start over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're here for the fundraiser. What was the uh, what was the fundraiser for? What were we doing today? Uh, we were looking to, uh, you know, donate the money towards the underprivileged families this this holiday season that couldn't afford it. Um, things changed earlier in this week. We had a uh, young lady in our community passed away from illness. So uh, we instead of you know donating for the presents, we're going to donate to this young lady's family. That's awesome. That's awesome. How uh, how did you guys get to know each other? What? You were talking a little bit about it earlier, and I was like, no, don't, don't, not yet. Let's, <laughs> let's save it. Right. Like, don't worry, we can yeah. tell the story again. We tell it, what, two, three times a month? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Well, I call this <clears throat> the Karate Kung Fu Connection. That's just kind of how it is. You know, me and Sister St. Brad, we've known each other just a little under five years now, I want to say. You know, mm-hmm. in black people time, that's like 10 years. <laughs> right? <laughs> 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 
can't wait to put this podcast out. <laughs> it's gonna be bad. Yeah. But uh, no, uh, we have um, <clears throat> excuse me, we have mutual friends as well, and we met at a tournament actually, and a couple of our students actually competed against each other. I mean, we've been friends ever since. Mm-hmm. Students is super respectful. You know what I'm saying? Bow to me all the time. They was kind of bewildered because I had a kung fu suit on. And they're like, wait a minute. What's going on here? You know? But it was cool because in like most situations, and I'm not going to mention any names or anything to put anybody out there, but I done been to many a tournaments and many a different systems and different styles. And they say open, but it don't truly mean open. Let's just put it that way. Right. I'll be professional as possible. Well, really what they mean is open to... The nation of that particular, like if it's a Japanese style, open to all Japanese styles, yeah. or, you know, like a Taekwondo and the, and the Korean styles, and and just or Chinese with the Chinese martial arts. And the, you'd think this long after Bruce time, it would be a little more integrated than that. Yeah, and that's where it was, we come along. None of us have ever been born and raised, you know, never lived in another nation. You know, even that's the origin of the styles that that you know we pour our heart into. Mm-hmm. But when it comes out to, it, we're gonna learn as much as we can about martial arts in general. It doesn't matter what country it originated in because by this late in the game, they're all American styles here. You know, not, maybe not American styles, but we've learned from uh, almost all of my instructors have been American. So we have no reason to hold a bias against somebody else's style because it originated in the style where somebody had a feud in that particular nation with the style of people from another nation. Now, uh, you and I talked a couple mm-hmm. months ago about your styles, but I want to hear more about where you guys come from and what, what you guys have backgrounds in. Mm, now you get to tell you. And I asked the question when they both had mouthfuls of pizza. No, <laughs> so it's going to be a little bit before you get a response. Well, like you were saying earlier, you know, we are eating pizza. It's very delicious, by the way. Give a shout-out to Marcelino Pizzas. Marcelino's a Fairberry. Yeah, yeah, Marcelino's Fairberry. They're the official uh, sponsors of the Martial Arts Podcast this week. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) It's pizza, baby. The Ninja Turtles with tennis time. Thanks to you, we're not starving and at each other's throats right now. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Well, no, no, go ahead, Cuz. Break it down for them. My, my, uh, what's the question again? What styles. what styles do you guys have? Like, what, what martial arts backgrounds do you have? Mainly, primarily, that I had the longest was the kickboxing. Uh-oh. And how long you been doing that? <laughs> I started fresh out of high school. And. So, 20 years. Eight months now. fresh out of high school. How old is my daughter? Is he six? Excuse me, sixteen or fifteen? Fifteen. Ain't a baby that old. You get old, dude. (laughs) (laughs) So it's old enough to just take you about forty-five seconds to tell us how old your daughter was. You're in trouble. She hears this. I want to say six years. Okay. No, of that. Okay. And then what happened next after kickboxing? I had kids. Ah, that's what happened. So he stopped kicking so and start camping. <laughs> uh, back uh, all my life, a little bit here, a little bit there, I always had the martial arts family. You know what I mean? We always have fun with it. We learn from each other, you know. And then I had the kids, and I stopped totally pretty much because I wanted to be the best dad in the world. And, and you have that title now, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. actually, my daughter, she lives with me now. Okay. Well, I got two daughters. One lives with 
They're by the same woman. One lives with mom and one lives with me. The oldest lives with me. She's 15. And then I started working all the time. I never got a chance to come out there with cuz and do my thing out there. And then I got laid off work. So that I've been up back free space. Yeah. So I've been laid off three times. It was back and forth. I was back and forth, back and forth. <clears throat> now it's a, I'm probably not going to even go back to the job. What do you do? I'm a mechanical. I'm a mechanic. Okay. Mechanic. I've been a man. I've been a mechanic for 19 years. Longer than that. When his kids used to break the remote control car, but well, he ain't breaking the mugs just be too rough with it. Uh-huh. He'd be like, cuz this mug is broke because of this, this, and this. Check this out. He'd take a popsicle stick and some mm-hmm. bubble gum and it'd work. Them old, them, them old hands ain't from just kind of food smacking people. <laughs> <laughs> right. Them from just working on cars. Got it. The cold blood poops. The yeah. cold mm-hmm. So, how long have you been with uh, your cousin over here? It's my fighting with him at his place? Yeah. Let me see. Once again, whatever he say is double because black people talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been back and forth because you know what I'm saying. Like I go for a while, stop. Go for a while, stop because of the layoff. Yeah. Okay, right there, right there. I say longer than two years, maybe if that. Right, right longer than that. Yeah, it's longer than that. Good. Good. Ooh, the cheek coming up again. Mm. Not bad, man. It's just good food. (laughs) (laughs) It just, I say, it's been over two years, though, just off and on, though. It's always never been steady. I think now I'm going to stay, though. Yeah. Because, like I say, I'm getting older. Man, I got my daughter into it. She's doing it now. So, basically, you have, I mean, you've had quite a while. Off and on. Off and on, but. Yeah. (coughs) How about you? Uh. He probably been awesome because he probably been the same. Yeah. Um, actually, I, I, I didn't take any time off. <laughs> so it was. Uh, I started training. Well, I don't know. I was I was a little kid. Well, with my uncle, he was uh, a key and kai instructor. And uh, yeah, I, I couldn't tell you how old I was. I was I was really young. And I said I remember being in classes for as long as I can remember, probably before I was even in school. And. Uh, <clears throat> say go by. My mom says I started when I was like four or something like that. And I've, always, I've been watching it and trying it before then. You know, and you're how old now? I'm almost 30. I'll be 30 okay. in a few months. That's it? Um, yeah, it's familiar. It's because the beard. Don't, no, don't judge me. Don't judge <laughs> But uh, no, so we, uh, I, I trained with him for as long as I could. And then uh, at the same time, I'd spend uh, the summers down you know, at, my, at my grandparents' house. And they would take me to a couple other schools. I did a little bit of Taekwondo growing up and uh, started, I, I trained in Muay Thai for a little bit when, when I was in, in middle school, when they had a little school down in Bloomington. And I just kind of bounced around wherever I could, whenever I could find something. And that, my instructor was always, always, you know, I was like, keep, you know, get, get what you can. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't to say, oh, this is our style, this is our way. He, he encouraged me to train in whatever it is I could get my hands on. And uh, then I did, you know, I, I trained in, Mostly in, in the Akiyan Kai when I was growing up. And then when I was about 16, he took some time off. And uh, I started training with uh, Grandmaster Russell. And that continued until last August of uh, 2013. When, or not August, October of 2013. He passed away on October 15th. Um, and then that was... <coughs> uh, yeah, that was, that was, that was, I had a little period of time there where... I didn't have an instructor. And I've, I've been training. I used to teach uh, a 
karate class out at the Academy of Mixed Martial Arts in Bloomington when it was still open. And, uh, you know, I, I got I got to do a couple of classes there. I started taking uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu under uh, Casey McCola. And awesome guy. He's a great guy. Great guy to train with. I've had him. I, I try to get him. He is. He's actually, okay. he's currently training at, uh, he teaches uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu at uh, uh, Band Brothers Martial Arts down in Bloomington. And we try to get him here as much as we can. He, he tries to make it up at least once a month. So... You know that's that's one thing is whenever I find something that is new to me, I I, I, I dive in. There's you know, and uh, and that was, that was a thing with uh, when I started training with Grandmaster Russell. He was he was the co-founder of uh, Ryuki Do Karate or Dragon Kai is is it's most commonly called around here. Um, and yeah, that was that was it. When he passed away in October, he actually we found we got the news we were at a competition, and we we we, we got we found out on the way home, and that was. Mm. You know that was uh, that was that was a pretty rough rough week. You know and that was yeah, he must have been watching over us because you know right. <laughs> we, we cleaned house that night. And it was, <laughs> nice. You know so it was <clears throat> yeah, it was, it was, it was a pretty rough time there. And then that was uh, what was it April? In April I got the well not I didn't get the news. We were boom. Yeah we all that's where I met you and uh, I seen Mr. Parker again what? at the uh, at the oh, Hall of Fame there in Indianapolis, Indiana. <laughs> No, so, you know, and that was where you know we first met through through our friend uh, Dimitri Daniels, who, who hosts the annual Warriors Championship. I give him a quick little shout out. Which I know. still want to make it down to. It seems yeah, like every it is weekend, a great competition. Oh, you know, yeah. anybody that gets the invite to go, I encourage to, you know, to make it down there. He's in he's in China. He's in until China February. Right now. Yeah, he did yeah, the six months in her uh, and then come back to the states. Start talking Chinese. I'm like, do you know you black? There's <laughs> <laughs> people we always go to. Like, every time we all get together, we have to go to uh, some sort of like the closest Asian restaurant. Except for tonight, we didn't go to the Chinese restaurant. We went to we Marshall's Pizza. Give them the second plug. Yeah. Solid choice. <laughs> Solid choice. Um, good nuggets too, by the way. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Um, no, throw that out there too. Right, right. Just, <laughs> yeah. just guys, daughters, martial arts. Um, no, but yeah, like you were yeah, saying, about Demetrius, I was yeah, always we teasing him. We got there, and that's uh, where we met, and then it was at, uh, and, you know, Dr. Jim Thomas, and yes, you know, he uh, brought us back together again in April at the Hall of Fame. And, uh, tell him, tell him, tell him, since they ran, so I'm, I'm getting ready to start my demo, because you know how I did the seminar this year, yep, and yep. the ongoing joke, I'm the black Ed Parker, so you know mm-hmm. how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> For you guys who don't know who Ed Parker is, Ed Parker was a Ken Poe, great late grandmaster Ed Parker, was the founder of American Shaolin Ken Poe Karate, and he's the guy who introduced Bruce Lee to the mainstream and the Long Beach International Karate Championships, I want to say it's either 1966, 69, don't call me on that, you can do your research, but um, he uh, had Bruce Lee had came up because of a friend of a friend brought him to the tournament. He said, hey, this is a guy that, that can do some amazing push-ups with two fingers and stuff like that and do this one-inch punch. And he's just like, ah, oh, get out of here. You know what I'm saying? That, that woo off the band, whatever the case may be. And then he did it. He did the six-inch punch and then the three-inch punch, and he knocked the guy back in the chair. You can check YouTube right now. It's black and white footage. Well, anyway, with all that being said, uh, um, I'm getting ready to do my demo, and it's, and people that know me, I do stand up comedy. I talk loud. Everybody is full of energy. You're gonna laugh, have a good time. Since they brand said he was walking by, and he's like, "Wait a minute, that voice sounds familiar." And I let him mm-hmm. tell it to him. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you know, I'm talking. Gotcha. Ash, you're it. I got my manager. <laughs> we 
karate chopping each other. You know, you know, Your turn talking. You know, Your turn. Minute and a half while I chew this. Bread. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure he inhaled just an entire piece of pizza right now. I'm looking at his cheeks, and they're still full. Yeah, it's, it's, only one, it's only one way to get full is you got to eat. There That's you right. go. Yes, sir. Closed mouths don't get fed. <laughs> oh, man. No, so anyway, he's chewing, by the way, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to finish this piece of pizza, too. All right. No, what, was, uh, what, was, what was the story else? Can so, you tell? So I'm going oh, I was walking by, and I hear this. This voice is filling up the hallways like four four rows down. I think there's like eight. Yeah, okay, there's only two rooms where the seminars were going on. And uh, I walked by and I heard his voice and I turned around and popped in. And it said right there on the side, Eddie Parker. So I walked in and it was it was a full house. I mean, I can't I couldn't tell you how many people were in there. Yeah. But I noticed that when I walked in, you know, there was. And first off, I was still in shock. I had never been around this many you know great masters before. And, and that was just so many different styles, so wonderfully represented in one place at one time. And uh, I had just gotten done with uh, <clears throat> doing Art Camacho's movie oh, stunt yeah, yeah, seminar, yeah. which was, I mean, I was still, you know, trying to get over the shock of actually getting to meet another, you know, great martial artist. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I walked by and, and I saw him and apparently he saw me before I saw him because he had Master Brand just yelling. And first of all, there's only like four people in the world that call me Master Brand. <laughs> and that's like, and that was that first. I knew immediately, like when I hear it, I was like, oh, no, that's, that's Eddie Park. <laughs> and I walked in, and, and when I first walked in the room, and then it even, you know, if I wasn't embarrassed enough that he just shouted down and got everybody looking at me, he stops this room full of sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth degree black belts. Grandmasters from, you come from all over the nation. This place. He makes every, everybody stop come to attention about him and I was yeah if I wasn't you know red enough in the face <laughs> like, I didn't know like I say I was, I was just I was still in shock probably like who is this jabroni we got <laughs> I, I, I see it and everybody's looking and they were, everybody was super cool about it too and like every you know really nice and and it was bad and like I said it was not bad enough it was a wonderful time you know it was, it was just you know I was completely surreal awkward feeling well not know? only that I mean, I mean I walked in and I was just in being in the room with these people is enough and then yeah. you know that was no, it was it was pretty cool. So I ended up sticking around, you know, the rest of the seminar. Not like I was going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, we, and that was and that was the icebreaker, you know. And I went from being kind of, uh, you know, still in my shell a little bit. And then there was a lady giving out pre workout. Yeah. Like right she gave me something, dude. I was wired like, after that. Y'all know was selling Herbalife, yeah. <laughs> and she was telling me like uh, saying this and that, and I was like, oh no, thank you, I'm not. She's like, well, we got this new pre workout, and I was like, all right. Give me, a, give me a shout out. <laughs> she did. She mixed it up and hands it to me. And then I walk into this guy's seminar. I was there about 30 seconds before it kicked in. And I went back and, and that was it. it was, <laughs> the shell was completely gone after yeah. about 20 minutes. Yeah. I had um, one of them same shots. I'm still high from it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. It, like, it, this guy is like tunnel vision, super focused, ready to go. So I guess we give him our herbal life shout out. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was natural. I don't know what it was called. Well, it did still have like 400 milligrams of caffeine. Yeah. By the way, I am looking for sponsors for, for this podcast. So, you know. Giving out some free advertising here. Right. But right. uh, hey, guys, I want to sponsor at some point. But uh, yeah, sure to think, uh, what was it? <laughs> And that PC is banging though, for real. I, I, I think I'm not overdid it. I'm gonna go home and go to sleep. It's called itis, ladies and gentlemen. I can't believe I itis? ate all this. <laughs> you only had like four pizzas. No, that's about thirteen pieces. It's a full half a piece over there. Where's yeah. the? Didn't even eat the crust, man. No, I did. That's him. Oh. This, this is the non-crust eating bro. I don't even know if this is oh, yours or not. Oh, 
Pick it up, pizza crust. This is just a lot of eat crust, I'm telling you. <laughs> So I got a dog. Unfortunately, he's not here with us right now. Right, right, right. He's reading after school. By the way, we don't have one of those big fancy schools that has like the tables and chairs. We're actually, uh, what is this thing? A little shelf we put here. These guys yeah. podcast. Well, this is like the most ghetto setup in the world. I, just, I got pizza <laughs> sauce on my laptop. <laughs> Nobody made you put a piece of pizza. I'm actually going to take a picture. Of, Some of the great masters come out of schools like this. I thought it was set up. So yeah. I'm going to take a picture right just now. Just kind of sitting around the shoe. These are the shelves people put their uh, shoes on. This is, this is exactly what we look like as we're doing this show right now. I'll put the picture up later so everybody can see it. Hey, can you put that black marker over there? <laughs> so nobody can see it. I'm going like, to like, like, witness do? protection program. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yo. I can't be on this, man. My wife see me on one more thing. I'm in trouble. <laughs> I, I, I'm wanted for child support in four countries, man. My real name is Mike Midget. <laughs> right, 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 right. Corey we got him on mental. Corey, yeah, Corey, <laughs> we're an hour and a half. Corey, we got to throw him at the dartboard here Corey a little bit. Corey his nickname. <laughs> so we, we started talking a little bit about this facility. How long have you had this building? This one going on. It'll be two years in April, actually. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. That's great. Did did you have any place in town before then, or were you? Has this always been the spot? No, we've been all over town actually. Uh, we were with the gymnastics school before. We were at No Limits Martial Arts and Gymnastics. It paid off, didn't it? <clears throat> huh? No, that was an awesome place. Yeah, before that, we were actually. Uh, there's that beauty salon. Is uh, what like three buildings down from here? Uh-huh. It's, uh, we were we were in the basement before then for years. We were in the basement teaching down there. Um, and then we did a seminar for one of the schools here. And then that day, that night for karate class, it went from maybe like 15 to 20 students tops. And that's, that's pushing it at the time. And then that night we had almost 70 people show up that day. And we had to break it up because the place was too small. We had to break it up and have everybody come back for like the next four and a half hours. So we were like a – and then <clears throat> usually you have people that come, you know, for their free classes and they'll be going. Uh-huh. And we'll see them again. Well, these guys, you know, we had everybody signed up that night, so we went from having one class a day every other day. We had, well, we only had two classes a week. We had a class on Tuesday and a class on Thursday. We went from that to being classes, three to four classes a day, six days a week. And then uh, the lady that was reopening the gymnastics academy approached and said we'd be willing to go over there. And this place is huge. You guys saw the size of the gym we were in earlier. It was yeah. probably four, size, four times the size oh, of that. Wow. It was huge. <clears throat> You know, equipped with Olympic trampolines and all kinds of cool stuff to jump on. So not only did I get to take my my martial arts and the style out of the basement, got to jump around and have a lot of fun too. Heck yeah! Um, so yeah, then you know, and then everything it, after it got set. You know, we were there, and it was it was a good couple of years. It was a great time. You know, if it wasn't for me being over there, I would probably still be in that basement. Mm-hmm. And then you know, the, the time came for me to you know go out on my own, and I, this place came up, and we got a really good deal on it. And <clears throat> this is now, you know, we, we bought the building back. We, I rented it for a year, and then we just purchased it back in last November, I believe. And so it is now the, uh, you know, the forever home for this school. Not that we won't have continue to have classes coming in other towns as well, but this will always, you know, be the main place. But yeah. I need to cut off at least four lights for your silver bill. <laughs> cut off some of the lights, you got less of silver bill. Oh, by the way, not to interrupt on what he's saying because this is very important. Cause we're gonna go back to that. 
We are no, also the end of the story. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> we get ready to. Oh, also, hey man, I'm cool with just jumping around wherever we take. Right, it. no, because I, I was gonna say because if we, you know, uh, we're gonna actually make preparations to start traveling and doing traveling seminars at the Karate true. Kung Fu Connection. So I just wanted to throw that out there as well. And like I said, we really appreciate you, Master Adam, coming, man, and being a part of this. I mean, anytime I call this guy, literally, I call him. I was on the moon one time for the spar against the moon and nights. I said, man, uh, Sensei uh, Bachler, can you come? He's like, Parker, I'm there, Oh, I man. got your name right this time. Yeah, yeah. Like, we got call your back, Bachler brother. Got your back. <laughs> so, you know, seriously, I, I appreciate it, man. A lot of times, I, I done called you last minute sometimes, and I know, and, I, and like I said, I hate to be on some spontaneous stuff, but it wouldn't be me if I didn't do that, you know? Oh, yeah. And it's not even like I did it to be – disrespect anybody's schedules but it's just hey man sometimes it's like you know you know you call me bro i came up here a couple of weeks ago and we did a couple of my lead students came and we got down and he showed us some awesome throws concept stuff we did tonight and even with like i said what i did tonight it's like i try to play off what he do because it makes more logical sense as me being a primary chinese practitioner showing that japanese and chinese stuff can combine there's no way that people can say Oh, well, karate don't go with kung fu, or kung fu don't go with karate, or vi- vice versa. There, there's so much crossover. Mm-hmm. So, and, you, and you, how many times you'd have been in a seminar of mine, and I say, look, you know how I teach. My mindset is, <clears throat> and how Grandmaster Parker used to always tell me, use what's useful and discard what's not, but not in the sense of, it. Don't, he, that don't mean get rid of what your tradition and your roots is. Only thing that's saying is, in a logical fight, if I'm a practitioner of the art and the person is a street fighter or just a boxer, you're not going to use Kung Fu, straight up Kung Fu against them because it's not going to work like that. You're not going to do a crane technique against a guy trying to punch your face off. Right. You know what I'm saying? That don't mean that you may not use, you know, similar boxing tactics, but your crane will be more of a redirection to get in and open yourself up to stop his punches because you know his weapons is his hands. That's what he's going to use. Now, if you know a guy kicking and punching at you as well, then you need to think of a different concept on defending yourself, and it's not always going to be your traditional block or traditional kick. Until you get punched and kicked and understand that your angles and circles and all that stuff is important when it comes to fighting, it don't make a difference (coughs) what system you come from because it goes out the window until you get it down pat. You know what I'm saying? Even even then. We we did this earlier during the seminar. We had everybody work on – a technique. It was uh, which one? It was, it was one of the throws that came. You know, you were redirecting somebody that was throwing a uh, striking combination at you, and that was the thing. We broke it down. We did it. You know, just like any style you learn, you, you learn the, the self defense techniques nice, and, and it comes out looking beautiful, and and it works great. You, and going super slow. If you, you know, if you could throw somebody moving that slow without putting in any strength or power, exactly. but <clears throat> the difference between that and then you know we had after we practiced for a little bit. We had and, and we showed. I did the demonstration where I had one of the people attack and really come at me, to where you know that the, they were going. And we, I even stopped a few times and they actually hit me. And you know, that way, you knew, everybody knew they were actually going to. Yeah. Um, then I showed the technique again, and you could see the difference between doing it and gradually picking it up, and then somebody actually attacking. The technique still works; it still applies, but it's not. It doesn't look the same. It goes from being beautiful to just being. It's got to be nasty. It's got to be you know. It's got to be quick. And a lot of times we learn our techniques, and especially you know with the kung fu and the traditional katas, you have these big, beautiful moves, right. and you you learn and real deep stances and everything else. But <clears throat> and that was one of the things that the Grandmaster Russell always said: is you always say practice and train, you know, yes, deep. 
for fighting there. When everything is a big circular movement, you know, like like you got your crane, the, the wings coming around. Well, when you're actually applying that in real life, it's just a small little pair. Yep. And that was, <laughs> and that's what that difference is why, why we had that, we did that demonstration. It doesn't matter what style you learn. When it comes down to it, the, when, when you're actually under fire, it's, it's going to be, it all, it all looks the same. No matter what style, you know, when you're, you're a, a punch is still a punch, a jab across a hook, whatever type you're throwing, it's still going to come out a little bit sloppier. It's going to be sporadic and, and nothing's going to look picture perfect. When you have that adrenal dump and everything's coming at you like that. I just heard the town bell go off. That's the brown bell. I think no, it's the time for the Browns to get out of town. Do we have to read it? I guess that was the black guy saying that. Guess what up? Who was that? They got bamboosted. They caning people up in here. Uh, yeah, caning them, man. <laughs> they put no chewing gum on nobody's car. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, that was the brown bell. It's time for the brown to get out of town. That's it. Yeah. yeah, it's 10 o'clock on the dot. Right, yeah. right. Like, time to go, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was like 30 seconds earlier. Right. You're looking back. It's not. Oh, yeah, that's just. Yeah, just yeah. Hey, uh, Eddie, I'm going to follow you out of town just to make sure you don't get to the highway on time. Well, what did no. you say when you showed up? What's that? You were talking about like, yeah, man, I was late because the cop pulled us over. Cause I was teasing. Actually, it wasn't us. It wasn't black people, though. It was a Cadillac <laughs> right there on the highway. You know where the, uh, oh, God. They had an ambulance there for Yeah, the for real. Yes, no, there was an accident. Okay. That's what it was then. Because well, it was an ambulance there. But yeah, we no lights by. I was like, damn, man. man. I, I tell all the lights off. Yeah, it was some black. Yeah, I thought it was a U-Haul. That's how dark the. the yeah, yeah, it was. Saw, it was. Uh, no, we didn't. That was another one that came through. I thought that was yeah, because yeah. 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 yeah, when we pulled up, I was like, "Oh man, cuz just keep your head down and keep drawing straight, though. We'll be cool. We'll get there in a little bit." But I was teasing. What? They didn't bother us. I ain't had no problems. And man, Fairbury is a nice town. It looked like something out of Andy you Griffith know, show, but you know, Fairbury like I do. You don't know Fairbury like it's scary. It's scary. It's scary. It's scary. Fairbury. Fairbury is scary. Okay. No, that's, that's actually uh, why my wife and I, you know, we See, decided we had a family and we came back here. Right. Yeah, that was Say what? That was actually what brought I us back I run away here. from the corn. Most people running through the corn fields. Uh, nah, not me. Why? Because you never know where you're going to end up. <laughs> you ain't road. got no compass. Yeah, and look, my phone don't even work out here. I ain't got no bars. Man, what is really going on? going around in circles. Help, help. Please, mama, answer the phone. <laughs> uh, eventually, you're going to run into a road or a creek or something. Yeah. Well, you'll, you'll get there. Yeah, and then somebody get there, the coyote is going to get me before I can make the phone call. Yeah, right. actually, there's a good chance the coyote is going to get you. like, wow, you tow up, boy. You got ripped to shreds, baby. Right, right, right. No, it's cool, though. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't have I ain't ever had a, a problem coming here. I, 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 it's always an open-door policy at Master Brand School. I love coming here. I learn new things. And just because someone, you get the level of master, don't mean you're done. You got, it's, it's a lifetime commitment. You got to keep doing this because it's no ultimate style. The ultimate weapon is a nuclear missile. <laughs> I mean, you can't get that. much better than that. Nah. Keep those in the basement, though. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Uh, they made those because it's like you real, can kill 10 million yeah. martial arts at once. <laughs> real You want that, too? Yeah, magnetic rail gun. That knocked or a bunch of that, holes in What's that stuff. mass one? This one. Which one? The the gun that's a mass uh, mass something. Uh, they got the center of space. 
Uh-huh. It's massive. Uh-huh. You tell my, yeah, shoot down. And, uh, you tell my son off Gears of War. I know, I know the Ronald Reagan project, the Star Wars project. I know it's the time they was working on that back in the, the 80s. Reagan? Something so, like that. Uh, Where's the real? That, that, that might have been from a different video game I was playing. Right. Right. I'm just waiting for the lifesavers to come a little cheaper because oh, they, they got oh, real yes. lifesavers for real. It's a company on Facebook right now. Yes, I think they're from Eureka. Yep. It's yeah. real. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. It's real savers for real. For real. What are they? I don't think it's a laser, so to speak, to the cut you like, have, but but I'm telling it's, you, it is definitely a laser that will cut like a sheet of paper. Yeah, like, yeah, he's got yeah, that yeah. much. Hang on, yeah. dude, YouTube like, it. it. Yep, for How real. How long is this laser? Is it like it's a laser? It's not that long. No, that's not. It's a fine point where it got the point where the energy come out. So of it comes time. out like. Man, an actual lightsaber. YouTube right now, man. It's, I'm saying, well, like if I can get a signal here. How is this company not like the biggest company on the planet? Right? Because it, they, because they're using the, the the purpose of the company that got the actual lasers and Real stuff. Lightsabers, but they're not for. No, for no, check it out. No, they, they they work for the it's government. They, it's, <laughs> no, no, they got beams. They got it started off as beams on weapons, like on machine guns. You know how the, the Navy SEALs and everybody else had those weapons that got the, the red light, the green light, and all that stuff like we so see. Like uh, a laser so, sight or. It started off as that. It started off as that, like a company that 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 did those things, laser sightings. And okay. then one of the guys is like, I guess a Star Wars geek or nerd is like, you know what, man, we can take this <laughs> same technology. And for real, they got you, bro. When you get, when we get done, you check it out on YouTube. You go. We're not going to check it out on YouTube. We're going to go down the road and buy a couple. <laughs> this, right, it's <laughs> time gonna, to practice. Uh, so next time we're going to you guys do, got both. We're going to teach. Check out this lightsaber for yeah. right. So, uh, so next time you guys see us in a, sun, a seminar or a competition, we will be. Uh, oh my god! Full contact lightsabers. Yeah, that would be Actually, mm-hmm. we got a. I'm with it. They shot a penny and disintegrated the penny like in the almost like dust. And they couldn't find a penny. Guess where the penny was? They found the copper all in the wall. Like, it just embedded into the wall. Wasn't Dude, what is this? Deface what gun is that? It's a brightness yeah, to yeah, brightness. Yeah, but, but the government can <laughs> do whatever. I've never heard of this gun. If we did the money, so we're going to make the gun to make the money disappear. I'm trying to check it out. It's real. Yeah. It's I'll check it out. Mm. That's pretty cool. Wait, why well, it had to be a penny? Because the guy is on a hell free slaves. That's why they disintegrated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing. Georgia, I don't even know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> We're talking about this giant gun. We're <laughs> still talking about it. He just the lightsaber. He took it in a different direction. Yeah, I'm he was, being silly. Y'all know that, man. Y'all knew I was gonna bring. Do you it think? Uh, do you think? Uh, lightsabers would be in a traditional forms category at a tournament Ooh, or a creative. Well, you think about it, Star Wars has been around since the seventies. But it came from so, Samurai anyway. That's what it's so well, traditional. I'm saying this, that, like I said, it's traditional enough if that movie's been around, people have been playing play lightsabers and the longer than I've been alive. So, Not me, because I saw Star Wars when it first came out. 1978, I was four years old. I was the first movie I ever saw. He's been practicing his lightsaber hey, ever since. That's, that's traditional. Right. Yeah, that's so yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, generations have come out. I never played that, with a lightsaber. Oh, wow, man. I, I, yeah, I, I never played with I could say that it could be a traditional and a uh, freestyle. Freestyle, I think that would be. Oh, I don't man. know. When I was a kid, I was just playing my Stone Cold Steve Austin action figure. Stunners to everybody. Well, you're not that much younger than me. No, no, no. No, y'all in the same group. He Corey actually he thirty eight. I'll be thirty eight. That's what I gathered when he was talking about his daughter being yeah. old enough to drive. Yeah, it's like yeah. December I got grown. December twenty six. I'll be thirty eight. Coming up. Yep. 
Christmas time. Yeah, Christmas, baby. He always got cheated. I shrink he, every year, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Day after Christmas, you gotta get his. Did a little smaller so they ship you back to the North Pole. Right, right, right. <laughs> so what? He got black house? <laughs> 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 I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. You just got that ball going. You got you, average. You know what I was going to say, but I'm going to stop, stop because I know. I know. There's going to be a conversation that goes all night. The, the, red, the red light is on. Right. Yeah. No. Grandmaster and them gonna hear this and some of you like, so this is what you talk about like, when you go to the instructor's like, no, sir, no. No, not typically. Right. <laughs> uh, sometimes, we'll, we'll say, technically we're in the entryway of the dojo, we're not actually in the dojo. So. Right, 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 right. So it's, it, it's within fun. earshot, though. So. Right. It is. It's got we have, uh, their uh, former grandmasters uh, effects up there with the, the old swords and the belts and the uniforms that they left to us. Uh, so if anybody gets, you know, get hit that. by a fallen katana, we'll know he's taking it too far. Right, right. right. What happened there? Is, the, uh, is the escape from the falling katana anywhere in your forms anywhere? Do you guys have a... Uh, well, usually if you've got anything sharp and heavy getting ready to fall on your head, you figure it out pretty quick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we don't necessarily need that in your form. Right, <laughs> right, right. So. Yeah, and we were working that double leg, or not the double leg takedown, but uh, doing the one where you shoot up and you grab the Achilles. I'm like, dude, that looks just like the groin tear out of like a lot of the cars. <laughs> like, the, and then he showed the, us the what was it, the, the taking the pearls? <laughs> oh yeah, monkey takes the pearls. Yeah, buddy, that's oh man, that's nasty. It's a lot of those that a lot of the Chinese arts that like. I mean, I'm six four. I don't know. Like I said, you asked me to tell. A lot of people don't know. They don't think that because as tall as I am. You got to get down. Like, I started when I was four. So, I'm 40, you guys. I'm an old brown guy right now. <laughs> and it's like. But you're still in town. Thank Jesus. <laughs> right, right. And it's after 10 o'clock in the brown belt. Yeah, you going to be driving home, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. No, what I was going to say was, though, a lot of the arts do a lot of groin strikes, throw strikes, and eye jabs and stuff. So, like, if, if you're supposed to attack the person on the level where they are, if I'm tall and I got to go down. Then you you got to be able to have the flexibility and strength to do your stances in low areas like that. So that's kind of like how uh, since they brand had it earlier, how you shoot in and stay solid. That's back to traditional, like mm-hmm. you said. You stay in them strong stances, it plays for you. Because the thing is this: if my center of gravity is lower than yours, you're gonna get knocked off balance trying to grab a reach or do anything towards me. That's just how it works. It's physics. It's pure defense. Well, and the other thing on top of that was. Um you know, it's kind of a something that goes across all styles. Like your stancing should support whatever you're doing. So, yeah, like, yeah. I was screwed up trying to take do this takedown, and I'm like, well, my hips weren't in the right place, and I had yeah. to get them there. And you know, that's something I got to work on. But I mean, you look at any style, no matter what it is—Chinese, Japanese, Okinawan, whatever—and it's right, like right. that's that's you know important across place, every every place, style. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too. If you whenever you break it down and say, well, this style and this country, you, you just take the, the, the movement and break it down to body mechanics. How is it going to apply against, you know, and I mean, if you look at it, and this is what I was telling before when we were doing the throwing, and I, did, I do have a bit of a, a hop keto and a little bit of a keto in, in my uh, my background, you know, just, I've, I've trained in a few different schools, and now that we have, uh, like I said, I didn't bring that part back up after, uh, <clears throat> my uncle has been training back here for almost a year now, he, he got back into it and, and has been training again. And that's where, like, we got into our, our throws. So you, like, when you get into throwing, striking, anything, we always break down the movement to a, down to the skeletal level. You know, if you want to pull off a good a good throw, you have to get the hips and the shoulders away from one another. Yeah, you, you can know? muscle it. 
Well, but if you want but a good one, you want, want yeah, to be, yeah. being able to yeah. muscle somebody to the ground and, and being able to get them there without hurting yourself. Yeah. Is it, and then a lot of times too is, is you'll have somebody that that and <clears throat> necessarily like you'll have somebody that tries to force a move yeah. or the force a punch or the force a strike, and that's like we always always say the no power until the point of contact. Yeah. So with same thing with the throw, unless <clears throat> until you're getting ready to take them over that that hump. Ready to you know break into the actual break the momentum and do a new, new direction. You don't apply any any real pressure or any real power because that way you're just straining yourself. And that was one thing too that I've I've gotten a lot out of my my uh, jujitsu instructor is you know we'll be rolling and you relax 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 and relax. just you know just like a spider real quick you know just <laughs> wrapping you up all nice and calm yep. and bam done you're like oh man and you don't even realize that. You know, and you see a lot of the guys that, that are just, you know, real strong, a lot of good throwers, too. Um, and, and a big part of, like, my thing is, I, you know, I do some throwing. I'm not, like, a throwing expert by any means. I can't tell. Uh, so, well, I mean, I've been doing it for a long period of time. You could have kept that secret, you know. Not, right, right. Well, I, mean, I, I, I would never, you know, I'm never going to throw that out, you know, say that, oh, I, this is my level expert. I do know some throws, and I've been quite proficient with some of them. I felt it. Uh, <laughs> so, and, uh, but that is the fun part of it. It's like when we're actually uh, combining everything, we're sparring in class, is that we always stay completely relaxed. If you're striking, you strike. You know, no power until the point of contact. Keeping it light. And then, you know, if you if you get a throw or a, a lock of some sort, you know, we don't go searching for it. But if it happens to fly into your web, then by all means, <laughs> take, yeah. take the opportunity. So that's, that's what we're saying that as far as the style to style, like with the, the Ryuki do Karate and... Uh, there's a lot of kung fu influence in it, as well as the traditional uh, karate style. So it's it's a nice mix of both, and, and really, you know, that's why where the uh, yin yang patches on on the uniforms. You know, you gotta have balance. You gotta have a little bit of a lot of uh, karate styles, real hard, real rigid. Oh, snap, snap, snap! And there's you know, they, you know, no different. They still use power to point of contact, mm-hmm. and the thing like with with kung fu, there's a lot of real fluid movement and not a lot of direct. You know, so if you take the the two together. You know, sometimes you have to redirect. If you have somebody that knows exactly what you're doing, you have to draw their attention away. Yes, Otherwise, yeah. it's, it, they're going to sit there and, and they'll kind of play you all day. Yeah. That's true. And like, yeah, like, and even even in Kung Fu, like I say, it's, it's a ball and chain effect. Mm-hmm. It's like, you winding up, and then when you stop that, that energy is still building up. And once it hit what it hit, it's like, kapow. Even with the throws like we was doing earlier, the key behind it is, it's pure physics, but the concept of it is is to use the other person's energy against them, and that's Just the thing. It. If you got a big person, three hundred pounds, and wrestling a guy that's one hundred and sixty, and he tossed the guy across the room, the little guy didn't toss the guy. The yeah. guy tossed himself. He just made the energy go that same direction, right. and he twisted it and made it go where it's like, huh, ah, boom, and he hit something. And so you got to think about it, like any type of throwing or any type of, you know close quarter grabbing and stuff, you take a guy like Big Jeff. Yeah. My man's 6'10", 350 pounds. And you He's got a big co- dude. And you have Corey. Corey, which, how much you weigh, cuz? Oh, well, about 115. Well, Don't worry, I'll put the bars over your eyes. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> 115. We, they didn't, they didn't how, take, tall? how tall? How tall? 5'2". 
Okay, so he's a foot, at least a foot and a half taller. Easily. Almost. And at least 200 pounds, 250 right. maybe. And so when they do techniques and stuff, even we did seminars where he'll come and grab people and everybody wonder, like, how can that guy take this dude down? It's because the physics of the movements. It's got nothing to do with pure strength because it was based off of strength alone. Well, come on, we know. Dude can pick a car up for crying out loud. You know what I'm saying? And it's like uh, my Hapkido instructor always told us. It was like it, when, it, when you learned it in there, it was like, the, the philosophy to look behind the throwing is that that person's already fallen. I mean, the universe has decided that you're going <laughs> to That's it. That is it's simple. Like he was just saying, he's like, you're, nice. you're there, and you guys have passed across. Like God put you in that place to help this guy fall on right, at that moment in time. And that is, it's, it's like that they're falling, and all you're doing is, is you're helping. Right. You know, if you're helping somebody get up uh, out of the, you know, up off the chair or up off the ground, you're not yanking them up. You're helping them. You're guiding them. You're, yeah. you're you know, nice. not a whole lot of pressure there. You're helping nice. somebody back down. It's nice and gentle. You don't have to. You know, you're not throwing somebody to the ground. You're guiding them there. And that's, that's the so you're thing. doing the world a favor, in other words. Is what you're really, saying. yeah. I, well, because that's where we got to the yin yang. You have to have balance. There you you know, go. if you go one side or another, it throws everything to extreme. You get a tailspin. And it doesn't regain balance until something drastic happens. So it, by that, yeah, you know, you gotta help these people down. Otherwise, you know. Balance is going to be all prevented next you, week. You don't want like to have, yeah, you don't want to have that. Yeah. Balance no, is off. Definitely not. No, not People come out with lightsabers. And <laughs> well, now that we have the lightsabers, I don't think we necessarily, the universe is going to be, you know, tell me to throw as many people. Let's just say, hey, People people argue this and I'm gonna go Star Wars on this and I'm gonna go stay they say it's, oh, it's, it was coming up. Right, right, right. Who wasn't the brought up in somebody's son lightsabers like ten miles I think point over That's right, me. Yeah, yeah, that's right, right, me. Oh, they got them for sale down your eight. You can hand me that other pizza though. <laughs> this one's already gone. Some people uh some yeah. people uh some people say that in the, when it comes to Star Wars with the dark side and the light side, that there really is true. There really is truly no dark side. It's just the, it's just the, the it's just the people that had the force. They just decide to use it the wrong way, so to speak. Because if you think about it, we're gonna go to Episode One. You can actually quote specific. Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. Oh, I tell you, that's the first movie I've ever seen. Which man. one was that? That was the one with the dude with the cool red there and black go. face yeah, paint. The, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, his name is yeah, the like double white I'm going to tell you. He was an actual. I'm a martial artist. I was getting, his name is Ray Park. I met the guy. He's short. He ain't even tall. He's a Capoeira guy. He Was he? He got Capoeira in his art, but he got karate and a couple other. Uh, I didn't even things. Wait, well, didn't but the flips like, with the, yeah, the wushu, I mean wushu, wushu. But he, but he, but he do got. He has multiple arts as well. I got to meet him at one of the Hall of Fame events. He little bitty dude, man. He probably did he have the face paint and the horns. Nah, he didn't have. Uh, he had the shirt did you, on. Did with you it, make though. him go put it on? He, no, he had the shirt. No, he had the shirt on with it. So Dude, you're not Darth Maul unless you have the paint and stuff. Right, get full gimmick. I got one of those shirts too. I picked up at Walmart for like yeah, a bucks. No, because some people. I tell you this, yeah. though. He's actually, he's actually. No, how I got to meet him is because of Jeff Mead, if I'm not mistaken. Because oh, really? it's one of the things where he brought yeah. some some actor stunt guys. He a stunt guy. He been in tons. He was in Mortal Kombat. Are you talking about Jeff Mead or, or Darth Maul? Jeff Mead, our Jeff Mead. Okay. Met, 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 I think he came with Jeff, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So Jeff was in Mortal Kombat. No, no, no. His buddy. Ray Park was. Ray Park played. Uh, yeah, Darth he was raiding. He was raiding stunt double in the first. He was raiding stunt double in the. In the <laughs> yeah. Okay, he man. He was the guy that was completely covered. The, the ninja, Who? right? Which one? He, Ray Park was. He was no, a couple. Yeah, of, so he was a stunt double for a guy that was wearing a suit the whole time that didn't say a single word. 
I think so. What would they just have him be the actor the whole time? <laughs> no, <laughs> Hang on. We're going to have this guy that's just walking yeah. and making angry he, faces at one another. Switch him out for somebody else. But he, but he action. played in Seek Me Hollow as the headless horseman as well. He's been, been in a lot of stuff. Like I the thought dude that was, was, uh, it was what you call who played it. Who? <laughs> it was Cowbell. Will Ferrell? No. You think about the other, Anthony Watkins or one of the other. No, in the prophecy. Huh? Hmm? How did we get down this trail? I forgot. We're talking about the headless horseman, Sleepy Hollow, and all that. Not the TV series, the, no, movie. the movie. The movie was with uh, Johnny Depp and all them. That was that the one that had the headless what was horseman. The guy's name? I thought Christopher I Walkins was the actor that played that. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. Ray Park was the stunt double that was the, for the acting stuff. Mm. He was the the pumpkin thrower. I was, don't give me the line, man. I just know he was the stunt. Right. He been in the stunt double in a lot of movies. That's, Jeff knows. I know Jeff knows the deal. Right, right. If Jeff ain't the one who linked us up or whatever, right. I know I met him at a Hall of Fame event or something. And he had right. the shirt on because uh, he had the shirt on because people didn't know who he was because he a little short, stocky dude. He didn't Did he have a shirt on that said "I'm I was Darth Maul"? It had right. cuss words on it too. <laughs> if I'm mistaken, he had cuss words because it was like you know everybody looking at him like you may not know me, but I'm Darth Maul. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's but, awesome. But so, so what was I telling you guys? We were talking about martial arts and movies and all that stuff, and I was saying the whole purpose of the dark side, of course, of course. So when there. when when dark when dark Maul was a big left hand. right, right. <laughs> like, wait a minute, when dark Maul got <laughs> killed, well, when dark 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 so yeah, when, right? Dark Maul, when Dark Maul, when Dark when Dark got killed, when Dark Maul got killed, okay, for real, seriously, when Dark Maul got when Dark Maul got killed, or not Dark Maul, when Obi Wan can, when Obi Wan Kenobi, when Obi Wan Kenobi Master Qui Gon Jinn got killed, he got mad, and then he fought dude in this side beat him. If he didn't get upset, he wouldn't have been able to beat him because they say anger leads to aggression. Wrestling <laughs> leads to fear. Fear leads to the dark side. Yep, the whole list. He got ticked off because think about it. He was fighting. Pop, 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 pop. His master got killed. <laughs> and dude pulled his saber out of him and looked down like, you want some? And the dude was like, wait till his face and go watch this wall. Because that wall was holding him back. As soon as this wall goes, I'm going to kick your... And so the wall went back. He came. Stop, 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 stop. They was gone. And the dude knocked him. He was hanging from the thing. Now, the guy was showing off. Remember? Scraping, scraping, and he thought, hey, wait a minute, my instructor saver is still up there. He's showing stupidity because he was showing off. He flipped, cut him in half. Dude's like, dang, <laughs> and he fell. Ah, supposedly he lived because he came back in the Clone Wars cartoon, but anyway, <laughs> the point is that. They say that the dark side is really not really like a, a real true thing. It's just it's just like guys from the good so side. Substantial. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like all of us got it. As, and I bring that up as martial arts because I always tell my students. It's a quote I say: "Control is everything. To lose it is nothing." Yeah, right. And the concept behind that is, yeah, the concept behind that is, you know, it's easy to say something to somebody. Yeah, I right, teach a class, buddy. It's a, <laughs> It's, it's easy. It's easy to say as martial artists that you know we get upset, we get aggressive and stuff. And it's times where we get our feelings hurt or get. A, but the thing is controlling it. 
And it's, and that's the key to like you know mastering anything, anything in life. If you can control your aggression and your Master energy, yourself is true. This is a video. It is. It's the truth. He is. He is. He's over here showing off on the other <laughs> TV show. So hang on. This little guy right here, I believe, is just a microphone. It is. I know it is. It is got, just got, a like, mic. I know it is. I love it. I wish because you had to take our picture. That's why I yeah. like. Oh man, I oh, I need to start. I wish I would have brought my tripod, man. I would have put this on video too. This is classic. Oh, they would cry laughing. They look at it. Okay, first we pick the worst looking corner of this. Yeah, that's yeah. all good. Because yeah. I'm, rock, I'm, rocking this, I'm rocking this brand, brand, Marsh hey. Voice. I'll stand up short. Bro, I got the whole suit on. Give it to me one time. <laughs> brand, Marsh Voice, baby. Uh, uh, and he came through with the twisted leg and that face. Uh, ah, that was the same thing. Oh, I just never heard my, my dragon yet. <laughs> <laughs> no. We'll get that later. He's sitting here. His dragon crawled off his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so he put it on there and it jumped out of my pant leg. So I have two dragons on one side. He jumped off and like, yo, man, I don't even want to be on your shirt. No more. I'm going over here. Five Guys, I think we're going to wrap it up. We go on all night. But I think at this point, I think we're going to wrap it up. Thank you guys for being on. We'll, we should do this again sometime because this is hilarious. And lots of fun and here. very entertaining. And I learned a lot in the class that you guys had earlier. And maybe I'll maybe That I'll was a good time. Well, like yeah. I said, we didn't have the, the turnout that we were looking for. But like I said, it's a very, uh, very tragic week for the community. So yeah. uh, we did what we could. And, and uh, you know, hopefully we'll be able to have another shot at it here. You know, I'm with you, bro. Well, you already yeah. know. We'll, we'll let you guys know. Everybody know we have the next date set. We're also looking to get into Bloomington and within well, probably about next month or so and have awesome. a seminar down that area. So, How do people get a hold of you if they want to join up here in Fairbury? Uh, they can find either one of our uh, Facebook pages. He's got the School Ooh, of Combative Arts or uh, SOCA. Yeah, baby. Or uh, Brands Martial Arts on Facebook. Um, either one of us you can hit directly okay. on Facebook. Or Midget Kung Fu, baby. Or uh, <laughs> you can call, call my, my school. It's uh, 815-822-5283, and, and you know, just leave a message. And you know, like I said, we're, we're, we're getting booked up here fairly quickly, so um, we're going to be all over the place here in you know, the next several months. Seven Hopefully. Seven and Hopefully. You know, not only that, you know, we're hoping to be in Mexico in March, and That's we'll see truth. each other in April in US. Indianapolis. Yeah. We're going to yeah. throw that out there because, you know, Dr. Thomas. Yes. He likes the Q. USA Thomas. Martial Arts Hall of Fame. Yes. yes. Alliance, baby. If you ain't part of Alliance, you ain't trying. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, that. we are very grateful for the opportunities that have been coming our way here in the last couple of years. And, you know, we'll make sure that, you know, we, we give that respect where it's due. Oops. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you for coming. Peace and love, always. Well, that was fun, wasn't it? Uh, Anyway, I've got no plugs or events coming up for the foreseeable future. Once again, though, if you would like to advertise your martial arts product, your service, your event, uh, I'm accepting advertising spots, sponsorships. Maybe you'd like to book me to lead a seminar, or you might just want to get a hold of me to tell me how the show is doing. Whatever the reason is that you want to contact me, you can get a hold of me at adam.bockler at gmail.com. I hope you enjoyed this show. As always, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or via RSS at adambockler.com. And hey, like the martial arts on or like the martial arts podcast on Facebook too while you're at it. Thanks to Sensei Michael Brand, Sifu Eddie Parker, and thanks to Corey Fu for hanging out after a seminar to eat pizza and talk martial arts. Uh, sounds like a great Friday night to me. Thanks to BJ Averly for the music, and thank you for listening to me, Adam Bockler, on the Martial Arts Podcast. Ow.